Welcome to American K Sisters. My name is Linda. I am Hina. Enjoy our show about the spectacular American life of two Korean sisters. Hey, Linda! Happy、Hi. May! It's already May 2023. Can you believe it? I can believe it. I've been waiting for it. But it does feel like it just came like, very quickly. It was, like, it was cold like, a few weeks ago, and now it's warm. Yeah, until yesterday, it felt like March or April. And then today, it's back to May. That's true. I am very excited, not just because it's May, spring has sprung, but also May is Asian American Pacific Islanders Heritage Month. Did I woo-hoo, woo-hoo.、Uh, spell out everything correctly? Yeah, I only knew the acronym to AAPIHM. That's a long acronym. Yeah, it's our month. We get one month out of 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have a special guest to celebrate. I mean, we, we gotta bring our Asian friends together, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, we, we got the person that we've been talking about behind her back every episode. <laughs> you will probably know the name. I think, yeah, our audiences definitely know who this person is. <laughs> yeah. Eileen! Eileen! Hello. Hello, everybody. Eileen is a real person. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Yes, I'm、AI. real. Eileen, <laughs> thanks so much for coming to our show. And also, it's the very first episode of our season four. So, we are very excited to have you on our show and learn more about you. Yeah, awesome way to start a season. Eileen, I'm so excited to ask you all these questions. We have like a three page long, I'm kidding. We don't have a page, pages of questions. But our listeners do not know like how you entered our lives. Pretty much like Hina's life first. So, how did you get to know each other? Hina's actually my sister, Karen's friend.、Uh, I've seen her around the house. When they used to hang out, yeah, for a long time. Like, I've seen her around the house. For oh, a so long you used to just say hi, like Karen's friend? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like, hi. And then I'll like pop out and do something else.、Um, actually, during the pandemic, we connected because both of us live in、mm-hmm. New Jersey. And, you know, in the heights of the pandemic, we were quarantining. A lot of our friends were across the Hudson River on the other side. So, you know, we connected and we, we kind of just did stuff together and talk about、mm-hmm. work, complain about work, and just trying to keep ourselves entertained. And that's how we connected. My sister moved out of New Jersey. She lived in Maryland、mm-hmm. for a long time. She's back now. But yeah, I kind of stole her friend. I, I, <laughs> applause. Good still. Very worthy still. <laughs> I think I met Karen in 2012 or 13. So we've known each other at least, what, like seven years until 
pandemic, but we're not really close to each other. Actually, Eileen was not really approachable. <laughs> <laughs> the truth, the truth bomb. <laughs> the truth behind the story. Yeah, I'm like confined in her room. Then um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want. I I want it that way. I Eileen knows that. Yeah, <laughs> but during the pandemic, we were a part of like our own COVID bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you know, like by complaining a lot about work, like she said, we got really, really uh, close to each other. She's almost like my um, like career coach in some way. Like I, I go to her for some like insights and advice. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> It's actually a lot easier to give advice than to like apply it to yourself. So I just kind of like give. He know a lot of advice, but then I'm like, yeah, right. Like I don't really <laughs> apply a lot of t- to myself. Or it's a lot, a lot harder sometimes when you're like in the situation when you versus when you have like a right. sounding board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like dating. You know, it's hard to date, but then you can tell your friends what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Not my business. What about Linda and Eileen? How did you know each other? Hina kept talking about Eileen, like like she always does. <laughs> We were introduced to each right. other twenty twenty one, the summer of twenty twenty one. You are right because uh, at the at the beach. That's when I started following BTS, and Hina was like, "Eileen like BTS too." I'm like, "Really? I've never met another army before. Please connect us." And and uh, we one summer uh, when I was visiting my parents in New Jersey, we. We met on the beach, and I remember it very clearly. I was awkward on that day. I was like, "Hi," <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Really? Yeah, I can't believe you didn't know. I was like, "Um, there is another K-pop fan that I can talk to about K-pop. It's like a once in a lifetime chance I never had, and like I could, I could have." Figure out how to talk about. Oh, it. is that why? I mean, I know that you are a little quiet, and then you are. I think you are working on your own craft. Like you are doing something on like the always, beach. Like always, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I did not know that's because like you are. Sh- I don't know, kind of nervous and shy to talk to other BTS fans. I think so, because I'm usually very social and approachable. Yeah, I think I was just shy approaching another Ooh, like K-pop fan because it was like my first time. Strange, or maybe Eileen was still unapproachable. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but it's just interesting that you say that because I don't have other friends who like mm-hmm. K-pop, so I don't know how to like interact. Like you see things online and stuff, but like I never really interact with K-pop fans. So you just nod. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Let's talk about BTS, and then we're like. Right. right, like, <laughs> what do we say? And then at that point, I was not a fan of BTS at all. So Linda talked to me about BTS, and Eileen talks to me about BTS. I'm like, why do why don't I just connect these two people together so I don't hear about BTS? <laughs> But then, well, Hina, I'm I'm very glad that you finally got observed into our fandom. <laughs> You have one person on each ear now talking <laughs> right, to you right. about BTS, and you're like, yeah. "All right, you can't." It worked. <laughs> you can't escape. Mm-hmm. It worked. <laughs> okay, Eileen. 
We want to know more about you. Before that, we want to learn more about your recent trip to Singapore and Malaysia. So tell me more about your trip, you know, why you went there, share backgrounds and relatives in those countries as well with us. Yeah, so the reason why I visited um, was to visit my family, but also because of uh, Qingming, which is a, an annual festival that families go to their ancestors' grave and, and pay respect. Um, so I typically go back around this time, but the last time I've gone was pre-pandemic, so this was kind of the first time that we've all gathered, even for those who live close by, because um, the border opened, I guess, sometime last year after the, the festival mm. season. So... Yeah, that's the reason why I visited. Uh, it's kind of like a mini family reunion. My my parents were born there. I lived there for a, a long time from like 3 to 12 in Malaysia. Yeah, so I lived in Malaysia mm. from like 3 to 12. I attended elementary school there. So I learned like I went to like a Chinese elementary school. Mm. I grew up there. It's interesting that you visit and like meet your relatives during this ho holiday called the Qingming, not necessarily those other big holidays like Full Moon Festival or Lunar New Year. Why why is that? Because from my understanding, usually like Chinese descendants, they celebrate Lunar New Year's and Full Moon Festival more. And that's where most of the uh, relatives and uh, families got together. I, I don't know about like other like Chinese family, but for my family, my grandmother was kind of the glue for everybody. Uh, so when she passed away, like we don't really have that home base to go back to for like Lunar New Year. Everybody just stayed at their own like respective home for Lunar New Year and for the Mooncake Festival. I think in Korean is Chuseok. Mm -hmm. That's not really celebrated like where I guess in Malaysia people don't travel back to the hometown for it so that for my family at least is like not a huge deal um, and you know we kind of get together now that my grandparents like my grandparents both passed away Qingming is really the time we all get together and like go pay respect like at their hometown um, they live in near Ipoh in this like small place called Sala. Mm -hmm. uh, it's out of the way, you know, uh, I have family that travels from Singapore, from KL, like hours um, to drive back to our hometown for, for this. So what or which place do you exactly visit in, in their hometown to, for, for a ritual? Like, is there a ritual you do? Um, so you, yeah. I guess is is that a ritual? Like we go to the graveyard okay. of like my grandparents and then pay respect, right? You burn mm -hmm. like incense, and there's a bit of a tradition of how things are done mm -hmm. that I'm not like too familiar yeah. with. But like my parents' generation, like they know the order of things, like who can um, put the incense on first, like what to like lay out, or, like what to buy in advance of Qingming. 
you know, there's like the, the paper uh, houses, the paper clothing that you want to burn. Uh, there's offerings like fruits and like pastries and roast porks and things like that. So my parents or like my mom and my aunts and uncles kind of prepare all of that. Mm -hmm. And then early in the morning, like we, we pick a day. Um, this time was a Saturday morning. We meet up early in the morning, like seven, eight o'clock. And then we just do our thing. And there's a lot of families doing that. It's very that. similar to Korean tradition. We do that too. Uh, but we will do... Uh, families differ. But many families would do it during Chuseok. And during Lunar oh. New Year. And, oh, that's interesting. And or on that person, the ancestor's um, anniversary. That anniversary. How long was your visit, Eileen? Uh, I went for three weeks. Yeah, it's kind of like set up like um, based around this this date that we pick, and then I have to adjust accordingly to that. And um, we didn't do it on the exact date of mm -hmm. Qingming, uh, but my understanding is you can either do it before or on the day of. But if you're gonna do it after, I think it's like no more than ten days or something like that. Like there's like certain rules around it and. This year, there was like really big traffic jam, mm. like I said, because it's the first time that families could do it after the pandemic. So uh, a lot of families from Singapore has, you know, ancestors mm -hmm. in Malaysia. So the crossing over, uh, there's a lot of traffic. And then also from like Kuala Lumpur to like the different hometowns, there's a lot of traffic. And around the cemetery, you can see like the traffic jam of people going I guess all holidays, like wherever, which cult, like whichever culture you are from, I think has a similar pattern. Oh, I want to ask you about the languages that you speak, Eileen. Like, so when you have this gathering of big family, what languages are used? Really a mixed bag. English, and then we speak Chinese, but our, our dialect for my mom's side of the family is predominantly uh, Fujianese or Hokkien. So that's what we, we speak, either English or Hokkien. Mm. Are there a lot of translation between members? No, because you know who doesn't speak English. I think when we get together, we predominantly speak in Hokkien, but then if we're in like a smaller group or something, then we use some mixed bag of English and Hokkien. So you actually speak Hokkien too? Yeah. I do. It's like a, a a bit rusty on like the first two days. And then after that, it's like it comes back. Because I guess you used it when you're living there. Yeah, I used to live there. And I still use Hokkien to speak to mm -hmm. my mom regularly. Just sometimes it's easier to speak mm -hmm. English. But if I want to talk about something or, you know, like if even if you're outside, like if you speak Mandarin, there's a high higher likelihood that somebody understands you, even if they don't look like they do. So you switch to Hawken. Yeah. That's a... <laughs> so other people don't understand. <laughs> You're funny. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to add about your trip and visit? I mean, for me, it was you know a lot of family time. It's been uh, three years since I, I've gone back. A lot of family time. Uh, a lot of eating. 
I didn't really do anything touristy, uh, a bit of shopping, but I typically don't do anything touristy when I'm, I'm back just because I go back so often. You're not a tourist. <laughs> I try not to be a tourist, I guess. That's what I'm going after. And really just eating uh, any, you know, any, any food. Like I have a, a list oh, and nice. then every morning, yeah. depending on who I stay with, right? Like I, I stay in Kuala Lumpur with my uncle for a week and every day, like every meal, he was like, what do you feel like eating? Here's a list, uncle. <laughs> Let me check my list. <laughs> Yeah, like today I feel like eating roti chanai for breakfast and you're like, okay, I know a place. And then he would just drive there. And then after that, it's like, oh, do you want to have a, have something else? Do you want to have noodles and, uh, you know, croissant? I know, like, basically it's like, I know a place. If you can tell me what the food you want to eat is, like, I know a place. Yeah, they're locals. That That's the benefit of having locals in the area. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It make me want to visit Malaysia. Like, I, I think I will like the food. To tell the truth, I think only Malaysian food I ever seen is like instant noodle in Asian market. Cause I know it because it was Malaysian. I love the fried rice. Na- I don't know I'm pronouncing correct, but nasi goreng. In Korean, we just call it nasi goreng. Yeah, next time we meet up in, in the city, we can go to Chinatown, grab some Malaysian food. Sounds good. You know, I feel like I'm learning lots of new things about Eileen <laughs> after being friends. <laughs> I know. I think, Eileen, we we talk too much about K-pop, K-pop. E- exclusively <laughs> in our conversation. <laughs> but I'm, I'm very glad. I'm very glad that we invited you on this episode and we, you are willing to come so mm. we can learn more about you. I knew that before you immigrated and you are Asian American like us. I I do want to hear more about the experience. Like I came to the U.S. in the middle of my high school year, like in junior year. Um, but you came younger. What grade were you? I was in sixth grade. I repeated sixth grade basically. I finished sixth grade when I was in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Um, the school year ended in November and then I moved here and I started sixth grade again Mm -hmm. in December in New Jersey Mm -hmm. Um, I think most uh, immigrants from Asian countries do repeat at least half year because the semester don't line up (laughs) Um, so that was elementary school yeah so I, I guess at the time my school was like elementary school up to like sixth grade and then seventh grade on like I moved to the high school my particular Uh school district didn't have like a middle school split so first to six and then like high school from like seven to like 12 interesting and I think they changed it somewhere in between but at least for my year uh seven it felt like I was in high school because I was in a different school you know the high school that's how I didn't really have that like middle school split for me. Right. And and how, how was it? Because you said when you first came, your English speaking and listening skills were lacking, like like most people. 
I mean, how how did you cope with that situation at such a young age? Also, there's a huge cultural difference between, I mean, in general, Asian countries and the U.S. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm like a little bit oblivious, but you just kind of like throw it into the situation, right? Like I started school. You know, I didn't really know how to communicate with people in、mm-hmm. this new language, but I understood certain things.、Um, I had to go to ESL.、Mm-hmm. I see all these people that look like me, but don't speak the same language as me because、yeah. uh, I'm in the predominantly Korean town where I live. So, yeah, I guess it didn't really dawn on like my 13 year old brain or 12 year old brain that there are other. Asian that don't speak Chinese at the time,、mm. and you know it wasn't like I didn't grow up in the internet age, right? right. I didn't have a computer、right. when I was、uh, living in Malaysia, and then I got like my first one. But even at the time, like the internet is not something that you the、right. common yeah that you have like at your fingertip, right? So right. and you were very young, just kind of go about with your day, like struggle. In like the reading class, I know we were learning about Egypt, and I'm like no idea what was going on. <laughs> and then I can excuse myself because I had to go to ESL and learn、right. my grammar. And I didn't partake in a lot of like after school activities for a really long time because I live in this predominantly Korean area.、Uh, area. There were a lot of hagwons around,、mm. so I was you know in school struggling through school. I go to Hagwon to get like help with my homework,、mm. and then I get more homework from Hagwon to better my English. It、so. was like a like tutoring after tutoring. Yeah. So it's 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 good that that you got that extra help, um, because you probably needed it. But then because of that, you you were not able to participate in other activities after school for a while.、I、yeah,、guess. I didn't even think that it was like an option because.、Mm-hmm. I wasn't like much exposed to it, right? right? I had to like basically leave school and then go to like Hagwon by like a certain time,、um, either、yeah. like go home to eat and then go to Hagwon. The those like Korean Hagwon was basically like the backbone of my schooling up until <laughs> I finish finish high school. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny that how early you were exposed to like. The the Korean corner of the U.S. As soon as you <laughs> arrived here, yeah, it sounds like you immigrated to half U.S. half Korean, <laughs> half Korean. like community. Yeah, that's、right. the U.S. At the time, my mom like worked at a Korean Chinese restaurant, what was right next to the Hagwon. <laughs> so it was like I like grew up there basically. That's so different from like when I immigrated. Cause you know, I told you I was junior in high school, and I was doing all the hagwon when I was in Korea. As soon as I came to the U.S., I was like, "I'm free now, no hagwon anymore." <laughs> and and I went to like all sorts of student club after class. So I guess like it was very different. Cause like by that time, I was pretty grown. I was quite independent. Both my、mm-hmm. parents worked, and I. I did my thing. I I think it was quite different for you, Eileen, because you were you were at much younger age. Linda, I'm glad you and your family didn't 
immigrated to a Korean town. You are right. Like Eileen, you are right. If you did, I'm pretty sure your mom would never just leave you free, <laughs> hanging around doing you know uh, school activities. Probably she will put you in a lot no, of. No, actually, that's classes. not true, Hina. Even in Korea, mm-hmm. uh, my mom never put me in hagwon. I had to ask her for it. Mom, I want to go to Hagwon. Really? Give me money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, interesting. I was the nerd kid, and my mom was like, "Okay, how much?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so interesting. Oh, wow. That's very different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. You know, I'm still a nerd. Yeah. I was nerd all my life. <laughs> for for me, it was like the way of life because when I was going to school in Asia, like it was the same, right? I was going to school, and then I had tutor. There was not much like. Fun extracurricular activity mm-hmm. uh, at the time for me, like it was literally like school and then tutoring class. And right. mm-hmm. at sixth grade, there's a big we're like a standardized test in Malaysia, so I was like prepping for it. So it was just kind of like I never really questioned it. But, like I didn't really oh, I see, I see. think about like why my other classmates aren't doing this. Like I just kind mm-hmm. of thought it was. You know, way of life. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't change much for you, right? You just changed, switched the country and the language, but your yeah. your life routine was same. Yeah, that's funny. But like, how did you make friends then? Because I made most of my friends in student club. In class, also when I was in high school. We had honors class, mm-hmm. and I was like separated from the majority of the kids. You have all these classes with the same people over and over again, and then I. Oh. So I actually was like part like friends with uh, a group of Koreans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like your classmate, because it's a pretty small school. You're like in everything together almost. Yeah, it's funny because like when I first came here. You know, I'm in all these different classes, right? And um, because I lived in Staten Island, part of New York City, and, and public school, it was quite diverse. But still, a lot of white students because uh, predominantly there are many Italian immigrants in, in Staten Island. But then once I go to like honor and AP class, I enter the room. More, more than half Asian, right? All the Koreans <laughs> and Chinese students. <laughs> you know, and, and that's where I made friends too, right? <laughs> Did you um experience a lot of um, bullying when, when you moved um, from Korea to the US? I didn't because I was very social. Um, <laughs> and and I, I picked up English pretty pretty quickly. And I, I should say I was lucky that I met nice friends. Mm-hmm. My younger brother, who went to last year of middle school when he came, he got bullied a lot. So, so when he come home and tell us what happened, mom and I and my brother all cried together. That happened uh-huh. many days. But we really didn't know what to do. It's like no one tell you what to do about bullying. Like, and I don't guess it really depends on school, but teachers don't do anything and they don't know because it usually happened during the recess or like during break or on school bus. Who's gonna, you know, monitor these kids? 
they don't. Right. So, but it stopped, and I had to keep telling my brother that it gets better once you go to high school. Because what I learned in my six uh, hundred, actually six hundred times four, is two thousand four hundred kids, right? In in this huge public school, you just hang out with your clique. You don't care about other people. I think in middle school, especially boys, they they're really immature. In general, right? So, um, so they pick on my brother because he couldn't speak English. He was just out of sort, right? So he was a target. But I had to just keep telling him that, like, once you graduate and come to high school, you'll be okay. I think that was the only thing I could do. Yeah, and, and it got better. He made many friends once he went to high school. Um, oh yeah. He joined like track and volleyball team because. <laughs> I don't know if it was same in your school, Eileen. All the kids on volleyball team are Korean or Chinese. They all ages too. Really? I know. I don't know why. In like every school in New York City, like volleyball teams are like Asian students. <laughs> I don't know if my high school had a guy volleyball team. I know we have a female volleyball team. Mm. I picked up tennis instead, so mm. it was like the same time. Yeah. As volleyball, so I did tennis um, in ninth grade. You know the when you get into like ninth grade, college is you know in mind, and then you get this idea like in your head that I mean not really an idea, right? Like in order to get accepted to good school, grades are not enough, and then I started panicking, and I was like, oh, I need to be well rounded. So I play tennis and I join like clubs. Well rounded. <laughs> no, but it's Very true, right? From the young age, you're like, oh no, I can't just be like at Hagwon. Right. I gotta go be well rounded. So what to do? Wow. Let's pick a sport every every season. So I did wow. tennis. I did winter track. I did uh, wow. spring track. I was not good in any of them, but I did it. Wow, Eileen! That's cool. That is like really hardcore, typical Asian American student. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Wow! Like I knew you were a nerd, but like, wow, you're like successful nerd. Very diligent. <laughs> Have to beat the it's system. Kind of <laughs> inspiring because you know, still you are young, and then you figure. All this out on your own, like you know, I need to be a well-rounded people. So on top of crushing all of your courses and tests, you also participate in a lot of sports activities. And everybody was doing that. Everybody around around was doing that, right? Like the valedictorian is doing that. Um, you know, you, you can kind of see that the nerds next to you are doing <laughs> activities. You're like, wait, I gotta, I gotta do that too. And you know, one of the thing is like I had to really figure a lot of these things out and wing it, right? I didn't really plan where I wanted to go to school or like what kind of portfolio I need to build to apply to school. I kind of just like went with the flow, and then like what other other people were doing, I was like, oh, copy and paste. Like I got to do the same too、mm-hmm. in order to get to the next level. There there weren't a lot、mm-hmm. of planning because. 
I'm the eldest of my family and also like the yeah. first person yeah. of my family um, that was going through this at the mm-hmm. time, like, you know, going to college. I was the first one to apply to college. Like, I kind of just like winged mm. it. Wow. But that's exactly what I did too. First, first <laughs> person ever. And, you know, my parents being recent immigrant, they didn't know how to apply for college in the U.S. Mm-hmm. They thought I could talk to a college counselor at school. Well, that didn't help much. <laughs> like In public school, there's very little support. I had to fill out the FAFSA form and I was like, I know, the most daunting what? thing what on earth. <laughs> I'm like, what is financial statement? Like, what are uh, you talking about? And we are like actually still minor, like doing this. <laughs> right. Right. Little wow. did you know, you were probably like verifying that, like, that this is like accurate and to the best of your ability <laughs> or whatever, like testifying something. And you're like, okay, okay, it says sign here, so let's sign. <laughs> <laughs> So we know that Island actually moved to half Korean, half US <laughs> country <laughs> that only existed in New Jersey. So um, I know that Island has a lot of Korean friends. We know that you are learning Korean. You also follow a lot of K-pop artists. It's a very broad question, but what does Korea mean to you? You know, what you are passionate about and what you like? What, what is Korea for you? Korea is like part of my DNA because <laughs> I'm like living in this area for so long. It's like, what is it? Through like osmosis because I like live in this like predominantly Korean neighborhood for so long. Yeah. Uh, and I think for like the longest time, there, I mean, there, there weren't a lot of Chinese around or even like mm. Chinese like groceries and it's kind of like the next best thing, but it's it's different and it's like really good. Um, like mm-hmm. at, at least like you know the Korean food. I I wish I like learned Korean like earlier so that I can be more integrated in the mm. Korean like society mm. or like you know with with you guys just like speaking Korean, but I didn't, so I'm still like struggling through that. We'll wait for you. <laughs> In my household too, right? Like I sometimes will cook Korean food. I'm not like topoki or anything, but like you know, like kimchi fried rice or oh, like nice. sundubu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I also have a Korean kimchi fridge downstairs. Not for you kimchi. Do? I don't have it. Wow, Gina that's doesn't have it. Like... <laughs> yeah, I have a kimchi fridge, but my mom uses it for like vegetable because it keeps things like fresh. It's really good for that. So I have that at home. I have like the Koei water machine. Uh, when you came over to my house, you saw that, right? That's so funny. The water purifier, yeah. yeah. It's like part of my big part of my life. <laughs> As time goes on, I like more and more Korean. Like maybe like you know, when I first it was like one percent, two percent. Now it's like <laughs> well. I think we can adopt you as one of our <laughs> K-sisters. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> Definitely qualified. Yeah. Yeah. I was really surprised when I first visited Eileen's place. Um, 
her mom was speaking to me in Korean. <laughs> oh yeah, my mom speaks Korean. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then I think my second or third visit, there was a, I think like BBQ party or whatever. And then she was making fresh made kimchi and then like giving away to people. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> wow. It's a K family. That's a K family. K -family. <laughs> Any other recent obsession about K thing? Any K thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the, the biggest, two biggest thing for me are like K-beauty and K-pop. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I love like Korean skincare. I use it every day. I swear by it. <laughs> I think it's a lot better and a lot more affordable than a lot of the uh, popular yeah, brands like right. in the U.S. and more effective. And then as far as K-pop goes... Uh, I, I think I texted you the other day, or texted both of you the other day, that I'm like obsessed with the new Seventeen song, Super. Uh, super, yeah, Sonogong, yeah, yeah. So I played it as a as a hype song before this. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. it can definitely uh, have a hyping effect. That's good. Yeah, and I saw the yeah. uh, the Suchita episode uh, with Uji. Don't tell me anything yet. I gotta watch it. It's so cute. But I listened <laughs> so two days ago. Yeah. It's, oh my god. It's super yes. cute. They look the same. I'm confused. Same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, once you watch it, call me. <laughs> yes, I'll do that. My cousin and my aunt are in Korea, but I guess she like watched it too. Oh. Already. I was like, how do you have time to watch it when you're like in Korea? Like. I mean, in Korea, you can watch it on the way, on like on the go, cause like there's wi like Wi-Fi and internet connection everywhere. everywhere on like underground, on the subway, in the elevator, like everywhere. You are connected. <laughs> we gotta go do a Korea trip. Yeah, I gotta go practice my Korean. Korean classes starting next week again. But Eileen, think about it. Not just the class. All the restaurants and shops are kind of your. Korean classes like mm, H Mart or right. the you know the beauty store near H Mart or the restaurant yeah they all are you know kind of playgrounds for you so right. you're basically in your class every day. There was actually it reminded me this one time I was at um uh the the K beauty store at H Mart and then the the woman that was helping me. She didn't speak much English, and mm. I don't speak much Korean, but I was learning, and I knew a few words, and <laughs> I was conversing with her in, like, broken Korean, and she was, like, I guess trying to use, like, simple words, and by the end of it, like, I was sweating. <laughs> I was just like, this is so nerve-wracking. <laughs> just remember, like, she was showing me, like, oh, soasu. Uh, product and then she was like pisayo i was like i know that word <laughs> <laughs> well you tried like, keep trying vocab. <laughs> good yeah. job how was today's recording eileen <laughs> it was very good thank you for inviting me uh to your podcast um I think I told you guys like every time like I watch uh, an ep or like, I listen to an episode, I always like text you guys. Yeah. Like how much I like love it, and I think you you said you like learned a lot about me during this podcast yeah. or 
But I, you know, every time I listen to you, I like get really excited because I learn so much more, like about you as well. And mm. at times it feels like it's a conversation like this, and I want to jump in, but I can't because it's like <laughs> in the past, and I'm like talking to myself in the car. I think it's like the the one time where Hiro's like Eileen doesn't like jumping, and I'm like, says who? <laughs> She's never asked me to go eat. <laughs> Eileen knows shit. Eileen knows jumping. She knows the best jumping in the town. <laughs> What I said was not. I was correct. like, just because we never ate jjampong together, I was like, I love jjampong. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I felt like it went by very fast. You know, we talked a lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm very grateful for that. You said yes when I asked you to be on our show because I'm um, very beginning. I remember that you were like. Uh, even though we didn't have any specific plan, I kept telling you, "Hey, like, why don't you uh, come to our show? You know a lot about Korean, and you like Korean artists." But you're like, "No, <laughs> not even think about it." It's like unapproachable, Eileen. No. Yeah, yeah. Again, unapproachable, Eileen. I'm like, what am I? What do I know about Korean when there is like two Koreans here? Like, I can't say I know much I see, I more yeah. than yeah, you. I, I get yeah. it. But seems like over time, like um, also as you listen more about our episodes, you're like more oh you know I need to be on the show because I need to tell the audience that I do really like jumping. <laughs> I gotta tell the truth. <laughs> I gotta tell the truth. I'm I'm glad that they worked out well as a motivation. Any anything else you wanna share with our audience? Oh, I just wanted to you know ask everybody to continue to support American Woo-hoo! K Sisters. And I look forward to the day you bring on BTS or New yes. Jeans or Seventeen on here. Yes, yes. And I also want to put it on record that I'm requesting for a ticket to all of those uh, recordings. Oh, so you you can be you can be there to to see them to meet them as well. I got it. Yeah. Got it. Yes. Oh, yes. I see. Of course. Yes. Of course. I you believe included, in you, Eileen. Thank you so much, Eileen. Thank you, Eileen. Thank you. Next episode, we are gonna talk about June because it's June, a special month, LGBTQ plus month. So we're gonna have some episode on that. So stay tuned. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, support us by leaving ratings and reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and help us grow our community. Subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcast. Connect with us on Instagram, American K Sisters, or send us a message at AmericanKSisters@gmail.com. If you want to learn more about each episode, check the show notes below. A big shout out to Miss Christine for the beautiful music in our podcast. Share our show with your fellow fans of Korea and K Everything. Bye.